Hi, and welcome to Unashamed, a smut lovers podcast where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. All right. And today is our bi-weekly book review uh, where we talk about the books that we've read in the last couple of weeks. This one's actually like a three-week review for the most part. Yes. So we both had stuff going on. So we used a pre-recorded episode that we had for last week, um, which was our taboo episode. And I had to fly out of town for some family stuff and Courtney had tonsillitis. So it, <laughs> it worked yeah. out that neither one of us was going to be able to record last week. So um, we, we used that hope nobody was upset by that, but I, which I really loved the taboo episode anyways. So if you haven't listened to that, um, I recommend it. That is a absolute judgment free zone just forewarning on that before we jump into this episode like i say before all of them um these are just our opinions uh if you like a book that we didn't like or vice versa don't take it to heart it's not that deep um we all have different tastes and experiences so i think i have more books than you this week so i'll start with my currently reading yes um so I'm currently reading Road Trip by Addison Arodell. It's a standalone reverse harem. I like it so far. It seems a little fast burn, uh, in my opinion, which is not always my jam, but that's kind of something that you almost expect when you're reading a standalone reverse harem, in my opinion. There is male male in it, and uh, I'm not very far into it. We've only met two of the guys so far so um it seems like she left her emotionally abusive boyfriend uh kind of spur of the moment decided that she was going to get in the car and drive to las vegas and she decides to turn it into a road trip and so far she has met two guys on her way to las vegas so like (laughs) in two different states like she met just like two random guys hitchhiking how did that work yeah have you not read it no, I have not. Okay. So, yeah. she's She was living in Chicago. Her sister lives in Las Vegas. And uh, she leaves her boyfriend and meets, uh, I think I read in the reviews that there was going to be four. Or no, three guys? Three guys. So, um, so far she's met two. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what is going to happen because she just had the first encounter with the second guy. So I don't really know yet how that's going to play out. But I mean, it's fast burn, but so far it seems good. Like I I had trouble putting it down last night. So it's definitely caught my attention. So um, I'm not I'm not always in the mood for a super fast burn um, because it, it just they don't always feel like as genuine to me. But you can tell that the author's working very hard to make these connections genuine even though it's a standalone so i can say that good yeah i mean it, it sounds great i'll i'll have to pick it up yeah i i'm a fan of fast burn i love fast burn i i, I think and I, you're right with standalones usually especially reverse harems you see a lot more fast burn just because like you kind of have to get to it depending on the number of the harem especially mm-hmm. um but I, 
it, it is nice to see a more genuine connections too. So I think uh, where I'm at so far, I think you would enjoy this book um, because it does seem like it's going to be a little on the sweeter side, uh, a little on the spicier side. So I think that you would enjoy this book. I think you would probably finish it in like two hours. Oh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> I don't know I don't even remember how long it is but I can just see you texting me like 30 minutes later and being like oh my god <laughs> I'm I'm really good about speeding through the sweeter books because they're just you know they're fun to read I love the fun reads like that I'm I'm not reading one like that actually right now I'm reading a you book I think is more what it is um what so we've just flip-flopped this week uh, my book this week is Trouble by Devin McCormick. It's a male male book, and um, so far I'm actually sixty percent in sixty percent into the book right now. And uh, this is the first like super spicy scene, or the first spicy scene at all. It's really more of an emotionally angsty book. It's a student teacher. It's <clears throat> so one of the guys, Kyle, he's 18. All Both characters are over 18. So uh, you don't have to worry about that uh, kind of, you know, I guess taboo element. But um, both characters are over 18. One of them is like the, he's the troubled son of like the preacher. And he's by like, I don't know if it's necessarily open, but he's by and he's not ashamed of it. Like he says, he's like, I'm comfortable with my sexuality. I don't care what anybody thinks. Um, and his parents were abusive. Uh, he left. He now lives with his, um, I think, openly gay uncle. Um, and it's it's a really it's a really 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 good book. It's it's very there's underlying angst that not just because he's the teacher and the student, but this uh, this the teacher is um, he was married and he's in the process of divorcing his wife who like has a there's a bunch of problems there and it's not only that but he has always thought himself straight it's there's there's a lot going on like emotionally um who who did you say this was by devin mccormick it's called trouble i think he's he's written a couple of other books i oh, haven't read okay. them but um it's it's a male author too um an lgbtq author and i it's amazing and I mean, you know, I read a lot of male male books by female authors, and obviously they are great too. But I feel like um, this one really it really hits the more emotional side of the relationship that isn't all just steam and sex. That uh, it it really hit my heartstrings, and I loved it. It sounds good. It um, is. I've read male male books by male authors before, and I uh, really. Well, I think actually maybe only one or two male male books by male authors. I could be wrong, but um, I, and I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, well, and I feel like it's just it, an, another layer that they can add that obviously you know can't be added by anybody who doesn't experience it. Yeah, and I feel like um, we need more male romance authors too. I love seeing. Uh, books by male romance authors. <laughs> yes, so cool. <laughs> yes, there's another one. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember the name. Maybe Weston Parker or something like that. Uh, I love seeing romance from a male author's angle. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that um, they are better than female authors. It, 
especially when a female right. character is involved, especially. But right. uh, I I love seeing it too. I I agree. it's just cool. Yeah, it's great. It's cool. I like seeing um men in like my book groups too, because it's like predominantly female. So when there is men involved i just think that's cool i don't know um okay so i'm gonna start with my first one my first little grouping actually because i think a lot i'm gonna do them kind of in groups and go quickly this episode um so i read the guy on the right the guy on the left and the guy on in the middle by kate stewart three different books um so the guy on the right the main characters meet when they're both uh, kind of down on their luck and a little drunk. Uh, he had just lost his virginity and uh, regretted it. Uh, it was not a good experience for him. And um, she broke up with her boyfriend, who was a dick. And um, so they kind of, they come across each other, but they can't see each other. Um, and so they sit in the dark and they chat because they have that level of an uh, anonymity where they can just kind of talk about all of their issues that they've been going through that night um, without worrying about the other person knowing who they are. They end up seeing each other again. And I, I think, like, I don't remember if he did end up seeing her, her or if they exchanged names or, or something like that that first night. But anyways, they run into each other again and they form a friendship um, and they become like best friends. And then it just progresses from there uh, into a relationship until they fall in love. Uh, the guy on the left he, this one was a really good one, actually. Sorry, I'm reading over my notes while I talk. This one was really, really good. Um, so he lied to her when he was younger about his age. And um, they had a one-night stand when he was younger. And I think he was like 18 or 19, but she was older. And she ends up getting pregnant and told him to stay away from them because uh, she was a teacher and he was still in high school and that could have cost her her reputation, her career, everything. So he, she does not allow him to be in his son's life. So he works really hard for several years trying to make something of himself through college and, and things like that. And he ends up moving in next door and starts working on um, gaining her trust, gaining his son's trust um, without telling his son who he is to him, just to see, you know, if they can work out those bumps and those co-parenting things without actually bringing in the fact that he is dad. And the they have a lot of bumps along the way, um, but they do end up falling in love. It was lower spice, but um, the uh, emotional aspect to this book was incredible. And I Loved it. So the next one uh, is The Guy in the Middle by Kate Stewart as well. Um, the main characters meet at a gym um, where she's practicing dancing and he is exercising his demons on the punching bag. Um, they end up forming a relationship, but he doesn't know that she is his football coach's daughter. Um, so when all that starts to come out, things fall apart. And she ends up leaving and pursuing her dream of dancing. Um, and then two years later, he's done waiting, even though their dreams still do not align. And uh, they just have to 
work through that and it's a second chance and um that one was also very good so your turn courtney what you got for me okay so my first one those actually sound really good by the way um I, they are. I've seen them recommended so many times, and I just I've never taken the plunge. But I, they sound good enough that I I may pick them up. Uh, they are. I read them. I think as like a palate cleanser. I don't really remember, but I was looking for something not too heavy, um, and that's why I picked them up. the The second two have a little more angst. The first one has a little bit as well, but the second two have a little more angst, in my opinion. Just, just when you bring in the aspect of a child, um, like in the second one, that, that's always going to heighten emotion. Um, and then with the third one, it's a second chance. So obviously there's going to be angst in that. So, um, but I still thought they were all very sweet and I really enjoyed them. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it sounds great. Um, so my first one is uh, it's Safe Haven by Jerrica James. Um, I, I like Jerrica James as an author. I'm not a fan of all of her series but um this one is a standalone it's an omegaverse and it's good it also has a little bit of angst uh not just within the harem it's a reverse harem book but it's it's a little it's a little heavy maybe maybe not heavy is the word but it's got some um, heavy themes so uh so there's a young omega um she the main character she gets raped she was um she was in the mayor's intern and uh, she gets raped by this man by this alpha and then she finds out she's pregnant and so in this world basically like you're supposed to find your pack as an omega you're supposed to find your pack you're supposed to find your people then you get pregnant and so um what happens is is after she finds out she's pregnant she the mayor's assistant basically finds out and tells her you're being exiled like you he goes or sorry the mayor's assistant is a woman she goes to uh her parents and says hey um we're gonna offer you in exchange for your silence and your exile of your daughter you can't ever contact her again you can't speak to her you can't anything she has to leave town we don't care where she goes but she has to leave um we will offer you this money we won't ruin your lives and your careers and so she gets exiled and her brother uh, tells her, like, hey, I have this friend. He will take you in just until you, like, figure out what you're doing. So she ends up with this man. Um, he's an alpha. They have two omegas in their pack already. So there's three alphas, a beta, and two male omegas. It's all men. Um, and so oh, it's she ends up staying with them. She is determined to make her own way. She's like, I'm not here. She's like, I'm not trying to intrude on your path. You know, um, anybody who reads Omega versus Omegas are really territorial. Uh, so she like, she comes in with the like kind of attitude. Like I'm, this is basically the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Obviously. I mean, she was sexually assaulted and then now she has to like pick up the pieces of her life. Nobody believes her. Everybody's like, well, maybe you should have shut your legs. The only person who believed her was her brother. And um, so she, she kind of gets, she's living with them. She becomes friends with all of them. Two of them are really standoffish, the beta and uh, one of the alphas is like kind of standoffish in the beginning. And they're like, we don't really want you here. You're probably just a gold digger. Like, da 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 da. Like, may may maybe you should have like kept your legs closed. And so she finally opens up and tells them what happened to her. And, you know, they've all become friends. And 
she wants them and they want her, but like everybody's holding back because she's like, no alpha is, you know, no, no pack is going to want a pregnant Omega whose baby is not theirs who like, you know, nobody's going to want to welcome all of my hot mess into their lives. And I really, what I really liked about this book was the relationships and all of that happened really from a friendship and it kind of progressed really naturally. And then obviously there is some drama and things like that. And things are really against her because in this world, like Omegas are treated like there's an Omega center where they essentially force Omegas to make a choice. Like you have to pick one of these packs or we'll pick for you and you don't have a choice. Like we're basically going to ship you off to whether or not it's a safe environment or a happy environment, we're going to ship you off to whoever essentially is, you know, pays us the most or whatever. And so she has to kind of fight to stay with this pack and really fight to make these connections and these bonds, even though she was so determined at first not to, because she didn't want to intrude on an already established pack with Omega. She didn't want to um, be reliant on them at all. She was like, I don't want you to, you know, I'm not weak. I'm not, you know, this is not going to take me down this horrible moment. And um, it was, it was beautiful. It ended up with a really good happy ending. Um, I feel like as far as this author goes, for standalones, knock out of the park. Like 10 out of 10. I really, really loved it. There's male male, obviously, as well. Um, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, definitely. There's <laughs> definitely male male and um, explicit, you know, male male steam scenes. I would say it's not even really steamy until like I think a little after halfway through, but once it starts, it it's relatively nonstop. But it's it's good. Nice. Okay. Um, it sounds really good. So my next one, uh, or my next grouping. <laughs> so I read Daddy's Angel by K.A. Knight. I uh, reread that one for our taboo episode. So if you want to hear more about that one, um, I talk about it in our taboo episode. Um, but basically it's, she's with this guy and he cheats on her. And so she gets with his dad and, uh, it's really, it's really good. It's extremely, extremely high spice. So that's that one. If you want to hear like a full description about it, again, taboo episode. Same with this next one. So I read Skeleton King by Charity B. This one is very taboo. I also talk about this one in that episode. Lots and lots of triggers on this one, but the taboo aspect is necrophilia. So I was not going to read this one. I did not think I was going to like this one. But I decided, you know what, why don't I just try it? We were about to record our Taboo episode. I was like, let me just check it out and see what I think. And I <laughs> loved it. I thought it was an excellent book. Uh, there is some stomach-turning parts in it, but it is like a retelling of The Nightmare Before Christmas. So if you are familiar with that movie and uh, are a fan of that movie, you would probably enjoy this book. Um, but definitely, definitely, definitely check the triggers because if you have a trigger, you probably shouldn't read this book. It's all, uh, it's basically all covered in this. So, um, but I wouldn't say knock it just because of the taboo element of it because, um, 
I did love it. I thought it was excellent. Um, but then, the, okay, so the one that I'm actually going to go into this uh, episode is I read Ruthless Rivals by L.J. Shen. Um, another excellent book by L.J. Shen. Uh, she's just an incredible author all around. You, If you closed your eyes and pointed to one of her books, you would enjoy it. Um, <laughs> so the main female character and the main male character, main male character meet as kids and they become friends and they spend every summer together and he, his mother is works for her family so her family's rich and his mother works for them so that's why they end up spending every summer together because he's not in school she needs somewhere to put him so he's warned not to touch her um that's like the biggest rule do not touch her and when he does <laughs> It sets his life in an un unexpected direction. So years later, he's jaded. She's never really moved on from the one that got away. Um, and her dad gets into legal trouble. And the main male character actually ends up being the lawyer that's going against him. So he has... This is... I don't know. This is not really a spoiler. But he has changed his name and his identity and kind of like started fresh when he graduated high school. And now it's like it's years later. So he looks different. Obviously, he's older. So he she doesn't recognize him for most of the book, um, even though they they were so close as kids. Like, I, I don't know. I thought I thought that's kind of dumb. I feel like if you love somebody, you're going to recognize him. But whatever. She does not recognize him. <laughs> And, um, so they kind of have to find their way back to each other against all odds. They're playing for different teams because she's a daddy's girl and he's going against her dad. And, um, it is lower steam. I didn't think it was too angsty. Um, it definitely had the ability to be super angsty, um, but and I think Courtney, you said you hadn't read it because you were scared of it being no, too angsty. I just, so I think that's why I made this note that <laughs> it wasn't too angsty. I, well, yeah. So it did look like it was going to be super angsty. I just it's been on my list for weeks, but I just haven't wanted to delve into an Eljation. There, it's even though like even when she has low angst books, they're emotional, and I don't. I haven't needed that. This one, this, this next. My I next book wiped me out emotionally. So I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. It like like I said, it had the potential to be just because of the subject matter. Like they don't like because they're playing on opposite sides and something happened when they were kids to break them apart. Um, but it I didn't I didn't really think it was that angsty. I didn't I didn't shed any tears. I didn't come close to shedding any tears. I just thought it was a good good book it had a good thick plot a good storyline that a lot of the stuff that could potentially cause angst later is like laid out on the table like you already know what's gonna happen so it's not really there's no surprises I guess you could say I mean maybe but not really like you kind of have a gist as you're going through it so nothing really like wipes you out as far as this book goes at, at least for me, that's how I felt. I, none of it really wiped me out. I didn't feel like it was uh, overly emotional or anything like that. What yeah. you got for me? Well, good. I, I'll i pick it up eventually. Um, 
so my next one is uh super angsty and i mean like i so here's what i've noticed i didn't think that i was a crier i never really thought that because i don't read a whole lot of angsty books but when i do i usually shed like a tear or two this one hurt <laughs> and <clears throat> i need to preface this and say that this book has like the lowest steam possible there is no steam in this in this first book um and none of the other books are out yet. There will be steam. It is a reverse harem. It will eventually have steamy scenes. Uh, but You're as of the me. first book, it's just building the emotional connection. And uh, it's sad me. as shit. Okay. But so, 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 so good. Okay. Apparently I'm a crier. I just cry when I read angst now. Um, I didn't think that I was that person. I am though. Uh, so this is Widow. It's uh, the Graves Crime Syndicate by April Sky, And uh, as the name suggests, uh, the main character, Allison, uh, she is married to this man named Devin. She, they've been married for eight years. Uh, they were struggling with infertility. And so she's had like miscarriages in the past. And um, they finally, they've been on like fertility treatments and things like that in order to get pregnant. She finally, finally, finally gets pregnant. And uh, they, he takes her out. He's like, you know, now that you're pregnant, like they're, I think, midway to their second trimester. And she's like, I don't want to tell anybody until we're over 18 weeks. And so he's like, well, let's get out of town for a week. Let's go on a vacation. You know, my boss has this, uh, you know, rental cabin or rental condo, whatever. Let's go. Let's go out for the week. And um, they're, they're just this super, super in love couple. And I need that to be said before what happens next because, and it's not, it's not a um, spoiler because it's in the bio or it's in the, you know, it's, it's in the blurb. Uh, so Devin is one of those guys who will like give the shirt off of his back. He's always intervening in like nasty situations. And so they go out their first night going, I think it's their second night on vacation, their first night going out, they go to go out to dinner on a date and, um, they hear what they think is a mugging and Devin goes to intervene and get shot and killed right in front of her. Like he pushes her behind the car and he's like, I'm going to go check this out goes to go intervene. He gets shot. She runs over to him and also gets shot. Now, she has had such a hard time keeping these pregnancies. And turns out what they walked into was not a mugging. Uh, it was a, um, a gang member who had cornered one of the guys from the Graves Syndicate, Huxley Graves. And uh, they run like this underground smuggling ring thing. And um, so he had been cornered by a gang member. His gun had been taken by said gang member. And when he shot both of those people, Huxley was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, normally they wouldn't really necessarily care. But he was like, it's my gun that did it. So Allison is bleeding out. And she the last like the last thing she really remembers saying is, you know, tell me your name. Tell me the name of the man who died that my husband died for. And he goes, my name is Huxley Graves. And so he calls his brother and he's like, hey, like, you know, come pick me up. Like, we have to save her. Obviously, he's he's a lost cause. He's dead. But we have to save her. And so um, she ends up getting operated on. There's uh, four brothers and uh, one of them is a doctor. And so he goes and he operates and she wakes up on the table and she's like, you know, if, if you can't save Devin's baby, if you cannot save this baby, let me bleed out. Like, I'm I'm done. I'm over it. Uh, you know, I don't want to live in a world without him, but if as long as I can save his baby, 
you know, and uh, it's, oh God, it's so freaking emotionally hard. And um, why, why, why the fuck did you read this? <laughs> this sounds like. I don't know. So like here's the thing. Torture. I actually read the blurb wrong when I first picked it up. So I thought that what it was, was a family. Like I thought the husband was part of the family at first. I thought he was one of the brothers. I don't know how I read it wrong. But when I read the blurb, I thought that it was like a family. There were five brothers originally, and Devin was part of it. And like, um, I thought he was a part of the oh family, and I was like, and so the, her, his brothers that she knew were like gonna help her through all of this. It's not that. It's not even very close to that. I'm an idiot and didn't read it right. I cried so much during this freaking thing and, yeah. and i'm literally only explaining like the first 20 percent of the book right now like i'm not even halfway oh. through so anyway so what happens is uh she gets saved and so for the first three weeks that she's with them she doesn't speak not at all not one word she kind of like uh, she's barely even getting out of bed she doesn't brush her teeth barely anything so uh there and three out of four of them are really like they have become attached to her they're waking up with her every night when she's screaming from nightmares they are taking care of her the fourth one is kind of really on the fence because he's like we don't need this drama right now like we do not need this in our lives and but the other three are kind of like you know we did we're attached now so uh she she finally gets to 18 weeks which was uh, a big 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 deal for them because the second trimester there's less chance of uh, miscarriages and things like that and so that's the first time she speaks and these are kind of spoilers but not really because like i said i'm basically at like you know I'm not even halfway through the book yet so uh they're going through and they're like so what do you want to do what do you like you have this option what do you want to do to the man like this is your debt they killed your husband what do you want to do and she's like i want them dead and i want to be there and so she's really just going in with this family like she the only people she trusts right now are these men uh not not the fourth brother so much uh that comes later uh obviously it's a reverse harem she i think is going to end up with all of them um but it's oh it's so heavy on the angst. And there's twists and turns, too. You don't expect what's going to happen at the end to happen. And like I said, I think only book one out of the three or four books is out. But, oh, this book broke me apart and then sewed me back together a whole new person. I I shed tears. I was, like, sitting on the other side of my seat. I stayed up until, like, 2 in the morning reading this. I couldn't put it down. It, it, it's so amazing. If you are looking for one of those books that's going to break your heart and then slowly piece it back together, this this is the one. For this, sure. This reminds me of another book. Um, but if I say which book it is, it would be a huge spoiler. So I'm not going to. But it's, it's one of the ones that I've uh, specifically told you not to read. <laughs> so... The fact that you're reading this, I'm just like, oh my god, like, I'm getting PTSD flashbacks from this other book. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, yeah, anyone who knows me knows that I don't read stuff like this ever. I am not a very angsty person, especially angst with low esteem. This, oh, it's, it's a testament to how good it is that I was willing to not only stick it out, but I'm so invested to. in the next book. So invested you in the whole to. series. 
So here's the thing. Here, here's my reasoning behind angsty books. You have to because uh, especially when the angst is in the beginning, but you have to follow it through. You have to get the happy ending. Otherwise, you're just going to be fucked up. Like you have to finish the book, the yeah. series or whatever. You have to. There's no there's no option. I mean, if if you like to um, hurt yourself and you like to stay hurt, um then by all means but no you have you have to finish the angsty ones um okay so my next one i read the boneyard king series uh by becca Steele and c mm, limari i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but it's a reverse harem academy bully romance there's more aspects than that but i think it'll lead to some spoilers if i tell it so um basically the main female characters parents die and she ends up living with her uncle her uncle is the dean at the university and come her junior year i believe um she finds herself in a situation she catches the attention of these three guys from the wrong side of the tracks who also attend the university and they are looking for revenge um and they think that she is going to be that piece of the puzzle that they need even though she has no idea <laughs> what's going on they uh are kind of in a position where they're like we need um this revenge we need these answers and even if she is collateral damage then she's collateral damage and um anything else that i give will probably spoil it but that is the gist and at least the beginning of that series um it was it was pretty good i don't really have any like stark complaints about it i don't think it was monumental i wasn't like running to tell anybody like oh my god um you have to read this but i mean i did like it i didn't love it but i did like it uh i, I mean if you i was just in the mood for, for like reverse harem uh, like academy bully romance and that's what i came across so yeah i mean it was decent I don't, I don't think there was anything wrong with it so i also read artemis 15. so to clarify on one of our other bi-weeklies i stated that she had posted on facebook something and i thought i looking back i read it wrong but i thought that she had said that 15 was going to be the last one i read it wrong she was saying that there was going to be one more book than originally planned in this series than than she thought not one more book period so that's kind of frustrating um anybody who's read artemis through its entirety knows that um we're like way past the point of drawn out at this point um, I still think it's good world building. I still, th uh, I still recommend it, but anybody, yeah, anybody who's been going through the Artemis show <laughs> this whole time knows that the main character has kind of become someone we don't really like. The bad guy? Uh, not the bad guy, but Well, she's... okay, but definitely not the person they started out. Yeah, she's just, she's changed. I mean, if you read it, you kind of understand, like, she's got a lot on her shoulders and a lot of responsibility, and there's a lot, a lot going on, but the further we get into it, 
the more I just don't get why we're still dragging this out. I'm also very confused at this point. Um, I guess I should mention this because there was some kind of, uh, I thought it was a plot twist in this last book that I'm confused about who is actually going to end up being in her harem because they're just, there a lot of ups and downs in her relationships. I'll just say that. And uh, one that has been hinted at that was going to be a new harem member, I think is probably actually not. So I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Artemis. This is just my soapbox. I think it's uh, just really drawn out at this point. Um, and then... I also read the third book in Scarlet Force by C.M. Stunich, and I don't want to give any spoilers. The only thing I really want to say about it, it was another excellent book by C.M. Stunich. She's an incredible author. Um, you kind of have to wait uh, sometimes a while for uh, her series to be complete, but um, her books are honestly, they're worth it. She's incredible. Um, but this one, we got some answers to uh, the previous cliffhanger uh, that was in the second book and uh in return she gave us a cliffhanger for this book so we are waiting <laughs> on book four which should be the last book to f to get the ending but it's all it's awesome it's a great series i recommend even though it's not complete so now it's your turn courtney sorry okay so uh so as for scarlet force i want to say that like i have talked about it in a previous episode i did not give it its due diligence i did not give it justice when i talked about it in a previous episode it is so good like i recommend especially if you have read cm students before or if you haven't like pick it up it's good it's got you know danger intrigue it's it's amazing um i also want to go back to the uh artemis academy books yeah uh there's there's quite a few authors, at least especially that I read, that have long drawn out series where it's like, you know, you're hitting 12, 13, 14, you know, 15 books. And um, the problem with it comes when you're right, it's 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 dragged out, you know, to to a point where you're like, can you please just end this? Or can you at least hit us with a critical resolve of something? Not just, you know, the the main problem, but just, just something. Give us a resolve of something. And I think that's the problem with uh, authors that do drag out their books. Like, I, I know um, Heather Long is another one that does that. And uh, she does it well as far as, you know, I'm concerned. She has one or two that I think are, like, super drawn out, like, 14 books. And um, you you have to either do it well or just finally end it. You, you can't just keep pushing yourself along and doing the bare minimum. And it's I think that's what made me upset with Aaron R. Flynn is that it was, I got to like book 12, maybe 13, but I think only book 12. And I was like, can you just, just do something, do something. I'm tired. I'm bored. I'm, I'm done with, you know, not only the flip-flopping, but also just the dragging out. And you, you have to just at some point have a, have a resolve. It's a lot of the same issues. I think that's where it gets frustrating is that in this world, there's a lot of um, like, if you're a woman, you're lesser than uh, you cannot be in a position of power um, or even. In, yeah, I mean, basically in a position of power. So like uh, a lot of that, there's also a lot of uh, 
like her way or the highway. Um, and it's just like it at, at some point, you're right. You have to resolve these issues. Like we can't keep going around the same problems for 15 books without getting frustrated as a reader. So, well, and in earlier books, there was a lot more resolution. I felt like, like, yes. you know, they would have an issue with, uh, especially the, the, um, you know, women's rights issues where she would take it upon herself to do something about it that like really kind of hit a nail on a head. And I'm not saying that it fixed it, but I feel like, uh, book one through like, you know, seven had so much more resolution where things were getting done and um, not necessarily the main issue, obviously, but like many issues here and there were like getting solved. And yeah. then now it seems like, like I said, I stopped three books before this newest book and or maybe none of four four books before this newest book. And I, I stopped and I was like, ah, like I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to entertain anymore because I just I just can't. But it, it seemed like so much more was getting done before. And then obviously there's this whole new plate of issues that come up that come up, but I just it it, it got too long winded and too much for me. Yeah, we're just going around the same circles now. Um, that's basically what's happening in fifteen. <laughs> um, I mean, there's more to it. There's some plot twists, but it's uh, it's okay. nothing that we haven't seen before. Yeah. All right. So my next one is a. Uh, Dulce or Dolce? So I don't want to um, butcher it, but I'm pretty sure I I looked it up on like the it, translator or whatever and listened Dulce. to it, and it said Dulce. 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 Dulce is how you pronounce Dulce. that word. Okay, so it said Dulce. Uh, so it's by Candice Ray. Um, here's the thing: it's a standalone, and it's the first book in the Candy Shop Girls uh, series. However, if you don't know anything about the Candy Shop Girls, they show up. I believe in one of the biker series because one of the girls from the candy shop ends up with bikers from one of her biker series the underestimated series it's the underestimated or it also and then they also show up in her uh male female standalones as well that's correct yes they're there so and i'm not saying that you have to read them to really understand but you kind of have to read those series to really understand who the candy shop girls are Okay, so, uh, like I said, you don't necessarily have to read it to understand, but you kind of do if you want to, like, get a little bit of a layout or a precursor to this series. So, the Candy Shop Girls are a group of women who are um, they assassins slash uh, they, they're kind of like the jack-of-all-trades when it comes to, uh, you know, getting information, taking care of jobs, stuff like that. So uh, Dulce is the, uh, she's the youngest, she's 20, but she mostly does the jobs where you need a girl who looks younger, if you know what I mean. Like if you're looking for a girl who looks like a teenager and needs to seduce an older man and kill them, um, that's that's your girl to go to. And so she had previously done a job and I don't know if it was talked about like I think it was mentioned in um the male female series her 
in, in one of other Candace Wright's other series, she was doing a job previously where she had uh, been with a client and dating and trying to get information on a sex trafficking ring. Um, anyway, so she finished that job. And then uh, when this book starts, she's doing like another job that's just like a quick in and out kind of thing. And then uh, she gets a call from her boss, Sugar. And uh, Sugar is the oldest of the women. And I should say that the oldest of the women means 30 years old. So none of these women are like, you know, in their 40s and 50s. They're all very young women and they all do a different part as far as it goes. And they all have, you know, really kind of cutesy names. But uh, so Dulce gets a call from her boss and they're like, hey, we need you to go to this kind of, it's like a reform school or a last, a, a last chance school for uh, rich kids. It's like a rehab slash rehabilitation program thing for rich kids who have done too much of the bad things and their parents are like about to cut them off, kick them out, send them away, whatever. So the problem is, is that they think that the sex trafficking ring that the um, her job before that was, is it didn't stop. They're like, okay, you know, we think that people are getting trafficked from this guy and this and the headmaster is a part of it. And the headmaster is like the bastard son of a Brava, you know, member of Brava, like King, the Packin or Packin. I don't I don't know how to like I said, I put your names and I don't mean to. But anyway, he's like the bastard son. He was like missing for like almost 20 years and then he resurfaced and it's like a whole thing. So uh, she goes to the school. And the headmaster, uh, Dmitry Aslanov, ends up putting her, he tells her that her dorm's, like, not ready, and he puts her in this house with him, the guidance counselor, Luke, and uh, these two twins who are also students. Um, they're the Eveson twins, Cain and Abel, which, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge on the names. But um, <laughs> so she's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And uh, Dulce is, uh, she's she's very sex positive, which all of the candy girls are. One of them is like a porn star, like a famous porn star who also like does certain jobs. And, um, but if you're looking for one of those like super innocent girls, she's not that. She plays a part. Uh, she, when she left her last job, she had been uh, really attached to the guy that she'd been dating undercover. Um, he plays a role and there's, she ends up with a harem. Um, I don't want to explain too, too much because I feel like a lot of it is really with this book, especially, I feel like a lot of, uh, the plot is really just in the experience of reading it. Like you just to enjoy this book, like you need to experience the plot for the first time yourself. But so she's essentially investigating and uh, it's, it is so good. Not only because you see this really sex positive, amazing woman who is not ashamed of anything but she's also fucking fierce and strong and she's not afraid of the fact that she likes little stabby stabby i can't say enough positive things about this candace Wright knocks it out of the freaking bark almost every single book that i've ever read i've never been disappointed and this so, is just another one. And I am so excited that the candy shop girls are finally getting books because I've been waiting, waiting, waiting. And Dulce's did not disappoint, not in the least. I feel like there couldn't have been a better, a better story to go for her. So that's all I got.
That's exciting. Um, I, yeah, I still have one more to read by Candace Wright before I get there, but um, it's definitely on the list. But I did tell you my list is like 36 books long. So, <laughs> um, okay. So my last one that I have is Sexy Beast. Um, it is Kings of Cyprus Prep Book 6 by Rachel Jonas and Nikki Thorne. So you kind of need to read from the first book to understand. Yes, this book is technically a standalone, but um, in order to better understand the characters and the plot, you kind of have to read it from the beginning. But I will say, without going into all the books, it's got a very um, Gossip Girl theme to it. So if you liked that show, um, you would love these books. I did like that show. So anyways, a theme throughout all the books is there is, uh, her name is Pandora, and she writes posts about these people. So it, like how in Gossip Girl, all the main characters got things written about them uh, all the time. It's the same theory in this book with Pandora. So she exposes all of their secrets and um, where they are at all times and what they're doing. And she's just, you know, on a war path to expose them all. Um, since this is the last book in the series, we do finally find out who Pandora is. Uh, it was mm, a little anticlimactic. I will say that. But anyways, so the plot of the book, there's a one night stand with um, the main female character and the main male character. Um, the main female character is essentially investigating the main male character um, because her father was killed and she believes someone in his family was the one who killed her father. So she's investigating him kind of as like collateral uh, to find out who in his family killed her father. So while she's investigating him or under the guise of investigating him, uh, one thing leads to another and they have a one night stand. So she has been previously told by doctors that she cannot have children. So surprise, surprise, when uh, she finds out she's pregnant, <laughs> uh, she was not expecting this and Pandora blasts it all over to everyone um, that she was buying pregnancy tests. So anyways, that's how he finds out. And he's the leader of a criminal organization, a, cr a criminal family. And so he kind of kidnaps her, essentially. <laughs> or not even essentially, he kidnaps her. Uh, and puts her up in his house and is like, you're going to stay here where it's safe for you while you're carrying my child. And they end up falling in love. It is set up in a way that you think that there's going to be some angst and um there's really not and that was kind of disappointing <laughs> because i really thought like hey you know like she's hiding this big secret that the only reason why she got with him in the first place is because she was like looking into his family and stuff and it, it really it didn't play out like i thought it was going to um, and the further I got into the book, the more I was like, um, where's it at? Where's it at? When's the big bang coming? You know, and there wasn't really a big bang. So um, that was a little disappointing considering it was the last book of the series. 
um, especially with Pandora um, and her identity. I just thought that this book could have and should have been done better, considering um, all the previous books in this series I thought were uh, really good. I enjoyed the whole series, but this one, just in comparison, uh, considering it was the last book, was a little lackluster. I still enjoyed it. I still would recommend it. Um, I don't think it by any means ruins the series, but I did I did think it could have been uh, more. But also on this one, I just want to say check your triggers. Um, there is something that happens uh, in the book. I don't want to spoil anything, but something does happen in the book that definitely check your triggers on before you read it. So that is all I have. All right. Yeah. I haven't read that author. Well, so I've tried. I've tried a few times. I just, I wasn't necessarily a fan of the author's writing style, but um, uh, not to say that the stories weren't good. It just, you know, not have my you tried, Have you tried Kings of Cyprus prep? Yeah. So I tried Kings of Cyprus prep. I tried the first, like, I think it's what the first three or the, uh, blue and the other guy west yeah yeah and so i tried that first and then it just wasn't my cup of tea and then i tried the the best friends one which i don't know if that's the second or third brother but i i tried that one too and um i got like halfway through and then i was just like eh it just wasn't for me uh so huh. i just never picked it up again but um you know i'm, I'm not saying it's not good it's just it wasn't it wasn't for me uh so my last one is sinful crown by eleanor aldrich uh it's part of a series this is book three i think of five however they're all age gap daddy romances but uh not there's no uh age play so it's like daddy but they're you know non-age play daddy which i i love holy geez this is it's hot it's so hot um so this particular one, I actually read the first one. I didn't read the second one, um, which I almost feel like you need to read them in order to understand everything in the storyline, but you can pick it up enough. Like I read book one and I read book three, uh, but there's an underlying like storyline that plays in all of the books. So you, for those of you who aren't okay with missing bits and pieces of what's going on in the background, you'll need to read all three in order. I did not. Uh, the second one just didn't interest me, but, uh, so Sinful Crown is, um, it's kind of like a stepfather story or an almost stepfather story. So what happens is, uh, Jace, who is the main male character, he is looking on, uh, your fans, which is, you know, like the book thing of like only fans, or I think it's my fans, your fans, whatever. But, uh, so he's looking on there and he sees this girl and he's like entranced in like absolutely. And so she's auctioning off her virginity and he's, you know, he's like, I can't, you know, I can't do it. She's like barely 18. Da, da, da. I think he's in his thirties. He's the youngest of the five brothers. Just to preface this, uh, it, the books are all about the, the five brothers finding love with a way younger woman. The first book was uh, an, an adopted uncle or a step uncle, you know, and girl situation. And um, so anyway, he he's obsessed with her. He thinks her name is Jessa because that's what she goes by on the thing. And so he's like obsessed with her. And then he meets this woman and he has a one night stand with her because she looks kind of like the older 
washed out version of Jessa. So he has sex with her. And then I think like a month or two later, she comes to him. The older woman comes to him and is like, hey, I'm pregnant with your baby. And so then uh, the main character, whose name is Myla, gets a call from her mother. And her mother says, hey, so I like have this new guy. And um, like, you know, I... I have your brother or sister, da, da 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 come stay with us. And Jace has no idea that Myla is the mother's daughter. You know, his his new, they're not in a relationship, by the way. He's like, yeah, you're pregnant. And I'm going to take care of you, like, financially. And I'm going to be in the baby's life. But I want nothing to do with you, as far as it goes. So she goes and she stays. And he sees her for the first time. And he's like, oh, shit. No wonder, like, she looked at the like the washed up version of what I wanted. And so it kind of starts like essentially as soon as their eyes meet, it's like sparks are flying for her and he's like obsessed, but he's like, I can't, I can't do this. You know, like obviously like I just knocked up her mother and um, there's a lot of twists and turns. And like I said, backstory um, for book one and book two that, play into this story like i said i was okay with skipping it because i could follow along enough from book one to kind of get it but if you really want the full picture you'll need to read all three books in order i oh i loved it it was it was hot it was like dude if you love a good daddy story this is this is the it got me like fanning myself like oh okay like uh, and nothing is what nothing is what it seems it sounds so. good i what was this again uh, so it was Sinful Crown. It's the Crown Brothers uh, series Crown by Brothers. Eleanor Alderick. Um, I'll yeah. send it to you later. But it sounds oh man, I love daddy books. So we know this though. I think I talked about that a little bit in our taboo episode that I'm a huge daddy book fan. Um, I think we've talked about okay. it a few times. Yeah, mail mail daddy books angst. Those are like my <laughs> niches. Um, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> That is all from us today. Thank you so much for listening. Our next episode is going to be part two of our reverse harem episode. We're going to be doing a mix of contemporary and uh, paranormal in that one. So if that interests you, stick around um, for next Monday. And thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.